Hello and welcome to episode 55 of the Casual Tryhard Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm James. And you almost didn't get a podcast because we got deep into talking about <laughs> random blue cards that could be played in Pioneer just now. Yeah, we'll get back to them in a little bit. We'll get back to it. So today we're going to talk about the kind of this current state of standard. Yeah, it's wild. And uh, going to talk about what my plan is now currently on <laughs> Monday for Pioneer. Subject to change? Yeah. I mean, I already like bought an entire deck and now have audibled off of it. Yeah. After watching like four hours of streams, I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Haven't like aren't going to have a chance to shuffle it up before the tournament, right? I'll goldfish it a little bit, but like <laughs> this is this is my wheelhouse. Yeah. And I'm I'm counting on you and Cameron to like carry me carry to respectability. <laughs> well, that's interesting because I have a feeling Cameron's expecting to be carried, and I have a feeling I'm expecting to be carried. So. <laughs> so like can you like what happens if you just strap three people to each other's backs like how does that work Are you just like run in a circle i think you just run in a circle it's just yeah. awkward or you don't go anywhere because everyone's trying to run in different directions seems seems good seems we're gonna have a lot to report next week <laughs> if you want to uh, tweet at me what i should plan uh pioneer you can get at us at casual tripod on twitter yep if you want to tell me what i should play in standard you can tell me on facebook at casual tryhard mtg and if you want to tell cameron what he should play in modern you can tell us at show at casual tryhard mtg.com and we will uh you know pass it on to him yeah if you've been following us on twitter uh we have given away how many like codes now a bunch i think seven on twitter and another five or six on facebook so and i went through my pre-release kits uh sorting cards and i found three more so we still have a few left over i still have actually quite a few left uh, maybe seven or eight so if you uh didn't get to go to your pre-release and want six free arena packs hit us us. make sure you turn your uh, dms on yeah yeah (laughs) casual tryhard is trying to slide into your dms and give you a six pack hey uh, (laughs) yeah there you go Except it's not casual tryhard, it's my Twitter account. Yeah. <laughs> just you get the code and Carson pulling up his shirt, like this is yeah. the situation. <laughs> I've been on a diet. Check this out. That's right. Yeah, keg, not six pack. If you're gonna buy cards like I did uh, this week for this deck, mm-hmm. uh you can use our affiliate link at tcg.casualtryhardmtg.com. Yep, that brings you to TCG Player through our affiliate link or whatever. We get a little cut or whatever you spend. You know, if you can't find something at your LGS or you want some sweet foils that maybe are kind of hard to find, pick them up there, follow that link, and we'll get a little teeny tiny cut. A little teeny tiny cut, exactly. Also, we have some big news, right? Yeah. I turned on our Patreon. There we go. It's live. It's uh, patreon.com slash casual tryhard MTG. Right now, it just exists. It exists. Yeah, there's we no... Will, we will figure out what to do with it. Yeah. Speaking of, you should tell us what to do with it. Yeah. Um, we, we had one idea mm-hmm. of a a tier, or if you're a patron, you could yep. like send us a card, yeah, and well, then we could try to come up with decks or things to do with it for you yeah well theory craft around it i called it yeah yeah that's a good idea yeah it seems reasonable yep and we have had you know a few of our listeners ask us like message us and ask us about patreon like you know throughout this past year you know just to see like if we had one or whatever so if you guys that are interested you know want something specific out of the patreon let us know yeah because we don't want to just like ask for money and not give you anything. I mean, right. other than our uh, silky voices. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. So, yeah. So, if you have anything for that, let us know. Yep. On to today's first topic. 
complete and utter confusion, which was, why is there no standard release event? Yeah, there was nothing this weekend. There well, was no coverage. So I, I understand why. Oh, why? Well, Star City is kind of an East Coast TO. Yeah. And you have an East Coast GP. So people, mm, there yeah. might be, they might have a, they might have thought they'd have a hard time being in competition with. Right, but they could have run one in like Orlando or something. And they could have, they could have run one in like Dallas Fort Worth yeah. and then been been good. I have seen that apparently this GP was not um, the best run of the GPs. Okay, elaborate. There was a tweet from Channel Fireball midday Saturday that said, "Yeah, we're not doing any more side events." Like, if you've registered for something or you have a Fnatic mm-hmm. pass, side events. If you haven't, we're not doing any side events. Oh. People said they were hour-long waits to sign up for drafts. Wow. That it took 20-plus minutes to get your uh, prize wall stuff. Huh. I wonder why. So they had a 1,500-person, roughly, GP main okay. event. So it's bigger than they have been lately. And it sounds like this venue is too small to support a GP that size. Uh, and then you have everyone else doing command zone. Yeah. And then all of the on-demand stuff suffered because there was no space. Yeah. I was reading people saying that they were playing on the floor. Oh, wow. Because they couldn't find space to do stuff. Yeah, you, I won't be playing on the floor. Yeah. My so, back wouldn't handle that. Yeah. So, like, there's a lot of people, like, end the, end the Monopoly and blah, blah, yeah. blah, which I don't know if it's the Monopoly, but... Yeah, the Monopoly being that Channel Fireball has the exclusive contract. I don't think Channel Fireball has like mailed in like their GP stuff. Um, I don't think anybody else wants it. Yeah, I don't know how much people want it because like they put it out for like that's how Channel Fireball got it. They put it out for bid, and like Star City was running them, and they declined to even put in a bid. Like, yeah, nobody wanted it. Yeah, so I don't know, you know how much. Yeah. How much things are going to change. And I think, like, this seems like an outlier. Like, mm-hmm. for the most part, the GPs that we've gone to recently that have been run by Channel Fireball... They've been fine. Have been fine. Yeah. They're, you know, any, like, like round pairing issues, like, taking a long time, mm-hmm. that's, one, been normal for every GP. Right. Ever. And, two, I don't really think on the TO, I think a lot of it is... Like Walter. the Walter and the yeah. like the pairing infrastructure yeah. and just that kind of thing. And like Theros is kind of a slow like yeah, sealed environment. Yeah. So you have new cards and people playing a slow format. Yeah. You're gonna go to time. Mm-hmm. Remember when we did the cons pre release? Yeah. And everyone thought Outlast was great, and it yeah. was just like <laughs> a million turns. Like I remember being like, "Yeah, I'm not going to take the Abzan kit because I want to actually finish games." Yeah. Uh, so it might have been a lot of that too, where like could people be. were just slow to get to turns. Yeah, could very well be. But yeah, so a lot of, a lot of people complaining, but that's also what the Magic community—they're great at does. it. Does that's what Twitter's for? Yeah. Having not been there, yeah. I can't say like it was good or bad, but yeah. I can say that I'm not like discouraged from going to the GP we're planning to go to at the beginning of May. Yeah, no, not at all. Right, I'm not like, oh man, it's not going to like, things aren't going to work. I mean, you got to put yourself in their shoes a little bit too. The last, I don't know, half dozen Grand Prix they've had have been like 500 person GPs. Yeah, I mean. And then all of a sudden they get a 1500 person GP. Yeah, I mean, if you think about, you know, 
I don't know this venue, but yeah. Modern Horizons wasn't that big. If they were, yeah. if if they were setting up like they're booking events or venues six right. to nine months in advance, they were looking at you know smallish events, yeah. and then to get like an old timey giant yeah. GP was probably unexpected. Yeah. So, yeah, don't let that scare you off if you see that. Yeah, no. But bigger issue was we were all we were just like, oh yeah, there'll be a standard event this weekend, so you can get some sweet, sweet data and figure out what's going on. Right. Like Twitch rivals or the star city usually have a team event on opening weekend or any kind of event on opening weekend, or anything whatsoever. Yeah. So we just took for granted. Like you were like, yeah. I'm just going to stay home, watch some coverage. And you were like, is there not a tournament? <laughs> like you got up to eat your cereal, turned on Twitch and was like, why is there nothing? <laughs> yeah. And there was just a bunch of scrubs. Nothing. Not that streamers are scrubs, but. Not the event I was looking not for. Not the event you're looking for. These are not the events I was looking for. Yeah. <laughs> Magic uh, Obi-Wan hands. Yeah. And you just have the the thing of, with like limited GP coverage. Yeah. Nobody watches limited GP coverage, so. Well, there wasn't any GP coverage to watch. Well, right. That, but like traditionally, they don't do, lim- they don't cover limited GPs. Because nobody tunes in for them. But they usually like that. Like they they were initially doing like release weekend get hype for the cars. Oh yeah, that's true. And like this was release weekend. Yeah. I hope you like crickets. Uh, yeah, I hope you like uh, uh, stuff on uh, Twitter. Yeah. Also, like I'm sure this person's a very nice person. I don't remember their name, but they seven tued with mm-hmm. their sealed deck. They played 48 cards. Oh no. They played 48 cards with 19 lands. What? Boarded up to 50 in some situations and went 7-2. I was like, there's no justice. <laughs> there's no justice in the world. Like, I looked at the deck. I was like, there are eight cuts here that you could have yeah. easily made. <laughs> here like, they are. <laughs> yeah. Like, like I was like, I was like, I see it's kind of cohesive, but I was yeah. like, you, you don't need three of this card. Like, yeah. you would have been fine with two. <laughs> I was just like, oh, my gosh, there is no justice. Like, what is going on? But it was so big that at the end of day you know, day one. So mm-hmm. what was it round, round seven? So I guess it's not officially day one, but the yeah. end of round seven, there were 20 undefeateds. Wow. Yeah. I was like, that's huh. crazy. Yeah. I was like, all right then. Yeah. Um, so there was nothing for us to like watch. Yeah. I and, have no data except for what we gathered over the weekend. Yeah. And from what we, uh, mentioned last week and what we just talked about, we have a tournament to go to. We do. We're the- doing uh team trios. Star City Open in Richmond. Yeah. Leaving Friday. I have no idea what I'm playing. You are currently on the sleeve two decks plan. I got two decks built. Yeah, I I bought all the cards for a deck. <laughs> yeah. And now I'm buying all the cards for another deck. Yeah. And I think Cameron's got a deck picked out. Yeah. So I'm playing standard. Um, yes, you are. And yeah. so you spent a lot of time trying to figure out standard on Arena this week. I did. I spent all of the time. Trying to figure out standard on arena this weekend. Do you got the chart in front of you? How many games did I play? <laughs> I will look at the chart right now. It was a lot. It was, it was more than lot. I did. I yeah. uh, I was trying to help, and then I got sick of some things, and so uh, I bailed a bit and did a draft. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you know what? I don't want to do that some more. Early in this format, I'd been playing like Red Black Sacrifice with Kroxa. Mm-hmm. I still think that card's super sweet, and I still think it has a home. But uh, maybe not right now in this metagame when people are still trying to figure things out. 
I noticed probably four by now, at least five, like, distinct shifts in the metagame over the three days I was playing Arena. Yeah. It was kind of crazy. So, uh, James currently has, if I buy my math is correct, 48 games in. Yeah. I, I played a lot. Well, those that's 48 matches. I was playing best of three all weekend. Yeah, and, like, you, that's not counting the, uh, the you did the metagame challenge? Oh, yeah. I actually did two metagame challenges. You went 6-1 in one of them? and Yep, I went 6-1 one in one, and I went 5-1 in another one, I think. Yeah, these are the things that you played a, like, one yeah, loss. Yeah, one loss. What is it? You get, like, a bajillion packs if you... Yeah, I think I got, like, 20 or 25 for the 6-1. Okay. It was a good chunk, plus, like, double my entry fee back. Yeah, it's it was pretty, pretty good. Cool. Uh, They're hard, though. Like, there was a lot of good people playing in there this weekend. Yeah. They're not easy. But uh, so I was splitting my time this weekend. Um, I played about half of my matches with Jun Sacrifice featuring Kroxa and a neat little engine from Theros with a Treacherous Blessing. The three drop enchantment lets you draw three cards and then you take a damage every time you cast a spell. Yeah. And um, the Dryad of Ilsean Grove. The one that makes all your lands rainbow lands. Oh, yeah. Let you play an extra land. Because you see so many cards with um, Corvold out. You and, just, and a draw three. Yeah, and drawing three. You just get to vomit your hand and play everything with the Dryad out. And then the neat interaction with Corvold is you can sack the Blessing to Corvold. So you end up drawing four cards off of it instead of three. Yeah. Which is kind of cute. Yeah, you take one damage, but who cares? Yeah, whatever. That deck feels very strong. The only problem is it's a little tough to play on Arena because there's so many clicks, and I was timing out games, which is why... Like, the deck felt great, um, but I was losing games to timing out, which is why I kind of switched gears a little bit and started playing a different deck that could win games on Arena, and that's uh, like a Gruul beatdown deck. Yeah. That's pretty... Is it off the the Andrew Cunha list that I sent? Yeah. Similar to it. I tweaked it a little bit. Um, I don't know if the Clothis is correct. The thing I liked about Clothis was in the control games, if you got them low, yeah. it was like a real clock that they had to deal with. Yeah, like all the control decks now are running Banishing Light, though. Yeah. So it like is, they it, have it answers to it. It is awkward there, it. yeah. In like every other matchup, though, it just kind of does nothing. Yeah, it doesn't do a whole lot. It's it just not like really sits like a, there. It's not really a great ramp spell. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's never a ramp spell. It's almost never a ramp spell. Yeah, it's almost always deal two. Yeah. And, like, the only corner cases are, like, if you're playing a deck with Titans in it, like the ramp decks are playing Uro. Yeah. And, um, like, some of the red-black sacrifice lists are running Kroxa. Like, obviously, it's kind of good there. Um, I think it had the list had, like, three. You could probably get away with, like, two. Right now I'm on two into Nylea, and I think I want to cut another one. Okay. But... We'll see. We still got some time to tweak it. Yeah, Nylea is a little awkward just because you have Nylea does something though, and it yeah. makes every all your creatures cost less. Yeah, but some of your like some of your creatures are like like the fact that they're like red green and they only get like one pit for them. Yeah, except like Vivian basically turns it on by herself. Fair. It. it I've had Nylea online more times than I have Clothus. Yeah, I think I didn't have Clothus on very much either. Yeah. So, and maybe those slots just need to be something different, but 
I don't know. We'll see. There's still some testing to do. Yeah. So early on this weekend, um, Mono Black was kind of everywhere. Yes. Mono Black Devotion. And then the Blue White Dream Trawler decks, uh, whether it was control or enchantment based, there was a couple different or versions. Or mid-rangey, of them. yeah. Yeah. Um, they started to creep in and some Red Black Sacrifice. So that this would be like Friday night, maybe? Friday night, early Saturday morning. Yeah. And then there was a metagame shift and Simic Ramp was everywhere. Mm hmm. Um, I think someone said Simic Ramp was, Ramp was great on a podcast or something. Yeah. <laughs> Just like tune into Twitter and they'll tell you what, what, what to play. And then that's what all you'll see on Arena. Yeah. Jun Food. I saw a little bit. I was playing it at this time, and I think I ran into one or two other lists. Red, black, or uh, mono red Embercleave started coming around. Yeah, um, I ran into that a few times. Yep, and that deck's kind of sweet. We'll talk about it in a minute. And then mono black almost like disappeared, and I don't think I've seen mono black since then. Yeah, I haven't seen it in a while. Did you see there was a tweet or a Facebook post or something put on by Wizards? said Grey Merchant of Asphodel is the most redeemed card ever on Magic Arena by 30%. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so people just were like, I want Gary's. Everybody loves him some Gary, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it is like a unique card in yeah. black, the fact that it gives like the black decks reach. Yeah, aside from that, I feel like a lot of Arena is slightly more casual. Yeah. Like, there's a lot more people just jamming games than there are, like, hardcore grind in the ladder. Mm-hmm. And Gary is a very casual card. Yeah. Casual players love Gary. Uh, except for when he's, like, you know, the best card in the format, well, yeah, which he was at some point. Yeah. I mean, that helps, too. Yeah. <laughs> and there might be a lot of nostalgia value, too. The number of yeah. people that played in original Theros. And yeah, it was just six like... years ago. That's typically, like, the cycle time for, like, Magic players. Typically, mm-hmm. they'll you know play for a couple of years, take a couple of years off, come back for a couple of years, take a couple of years off. So we would be like back into those players by now. I mean, I haven't taken my couple of years off yet. Oh, I have. I took like twenty years. Well, off. Well, I took ten years yeah. off, and now like yeah, <laughs> I haven't taken off. Don't taken leave a break me, now. Brian. I'm taking a break now. <laughs> yeah, I mean that makes sense. I think nostalgia and yeah. like everyone wanted to build mono black. Yeah, when it first. Yeah, that was definitely hyped real hard going into release. But yeah, it's just about disappeared. I don't think I've played on it or played against it since then. After that, there was another kind of metagame shift. Simic Ramp kind of got phased out a little bit. I still run into it every once in a while. But now it's a lot of Sultai and Bant. I've seen both versions. Yeah. I guess with just with different win cons. Like, I'm not super sure why you would run Bant. Like, what what's Bant get you? I was playing against that deck, yeah. going, why on earth are you playing white cards? Yeah. Got Dream Trawlered. Oh, okay. And I was like, oh. Yeah, well, that makes sense. Yeah, there was some other stuff, and I was like, what? what is this? Like, There might have been like deputies of detention and whatnot. Yeah. And I was like, what is going on here? And then just like Dream Trawler, and I was like, oh. Yeah. The, oh, uh, I am bone. The couple times that I ran into Bant, I was playing Gruul. I didn't play against it with food, so our, our games didn't go super long. When I was on Gruul... They went, like, take their first turn off, second turn, cast a Gross Spiral, third turn, cast an Uro, and then I killed them on the fourth turn. I was playing, was it Mono White? And I sent a uh, uh, a screenshot to our group chat. Yeah. And it was like, my turn three on the draw. My opponent had six lands in play, an Orboreal Grazer, and a Cavalier of Thorns. Yeah. On their turn three. <laughs> and I had, like, 
Healer's Hawk Daxos. <laughs> and I was like, not a whole lot I can do with this. Yeah. And then like around the same time that the ramp decks kind of shifted, uh, Gruul came came around, the deck that I was yeah. just telling you I started playing, where it's um like Clothis and Spellbreaker and... Yeah, Andrew Cuneo tweeted that out. I think yeah. I retweeted it. Yeah, you did. That's where I got the list yeah, from. Yeah, and so like... He has enough uh, clout, yeah. the, the the hot buzzword in the magic community right now, <laughs> clout that people are going to see that. Listen, I tried it. I was like, oh, okay, it this, was seems, sweet. I dug this it. seems reasonable. Yeah. Like I said, I think it needs some tweaks, but I was a fan. I still am a fan. Like I said, I'm sleeving up two decks this weekend. That's one of them. Yeah. We're going to have at least one Pioneer deck <laughs> ready to go as I'm looking at Scarab Guts. Yeah. Yeah. And then... Uh, like late last night, I was jamming games up until about twelve thirty one o'clock. Like I played almost all weekend long. Yeah, there was one point that I was up at like an odd time, yeah. and I had one friend, <laughs> and I left, and I was like, "Why is James up? Like, what's going on?" Yeah, I was trying to get standard figured out, man. I'm doing my best for the team. Thank you. <laughs> so late last night, the meta game shifted again, and I played like five matches before I went to bed. It was like. Mono red, mono red, blue white, mono red, blue white. That's all I played my last five matches last night. Yeah. So, and it's still still changing. It's not like the last time we had a new set where yeah. it was Eldraine. Yeah. And we had like best deck in air quotes being right. uh, dance. Mm-hmm. And then that just immediately got supplanted by you just had to play Field of the Dead. Yep. And then that immediately got banned and then you, you have to, to play, play Oko. Yeah. And then that got banned and then it was kinda like It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. This is churning pretty fast. It's cause there's not been an event. Right. I I think the metagame like locks mm-hmm. a lot faster mm-hmm. when you have when you have an event. Right. Because then people see what did well. Right. And they and gravitate. They, and now it. it's just kinda like this is back to when we first started. Mm-hmm. And we talked about how the arena metagame moves mm-hmm. so fast. Right. Because, like, someone posts a list they did well with, and then people start playing that, and yeah. then people start playing the deck that beats that, and then we circle all the way back around. Right. In the course of, like, a day. Right. And we're back to that because there's no, like... There's no data yet. There's no data, and I don't think there is a supremely busted card yeah. to warp the whole format around yeah i don't know if you caught our store has a group chat that mm-hmm. i kind of try to stay on top of yeah to, you know make sure the chat's going well make sure everybody knows what's going on as far as like store events if anyone has any questions blah 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 so i don't know if you saw like what i had posted in there last night about like how standard is basically wide open right now yeah like you can do kind of whatever you want Yes. Um, I think I rattled off a dozen different interactions that people had built decks around. Yeah. We're going to go through some of them now. We're not going to go through all of them because I kind of, I organized my list of standard thoughts according to... Kind of the cards, the pillars. Yeah, the pillars of the format. I know it's super early to have pillars of the format, but I'm trying to use terminology that we've used on the show before. Yeah. And we kind of went over like what pillars were and, you know, how to define them and stuff like that uh, back early on in the show. Um, if you're interested in that, by all means, go back and check that episode out. Yeah. 
but I'm going to break down standard real quick according to my 50-ish matches and however many you played. Yeah. According to the data that we had. We have 67 matches between us. That's pretty good. Yeah. So I'm going to break down those matches kind of in pillars of the format and how I'm going to use this to kind of attack this weekend. Gotcha. So the first pillar is Embercleave. Yes. Uh, there's a couple different Embercleave decks. Uh, the first one is Mono Red. Um, they run usual mono red stuff, Fervent Champion, Scorch Spitter, Runaway Steamkin, Light Up the Stage. But they picked up Anax. Yes. Which is not where I expected to see Anax. But he's a house in this deck. Yeah. Have you lost to this yet? Probably. <laughs> I, I do remember playing against this. Yeah, so Anax, his power is equal to your devotion to red. So when you put a number cleave on him, he gets plus three, plus one, and double strike. Right. Because of the, the two red pips. Yeah, and it just kills you. Yes. And then even if you kill him, he leaves behind two bodies because his power is four or more. Yes. Yeah, it's brutal. He's kind of the mono-red Reggie. Kind of, sort of, yeah. Yeah, like... He, he holds he, a sword very well. Yeah, he can kind of get to that. Yeah. Like, Ember Cleave strikes me as, like... Maybe the fairest unfair card we have. I think so. That's a good way to put that. Because, like, there are just games where you make zero decisions mm-hmm. as the opponent. You're yeah. like, oh, I'm going to play. You're like, you have, like, one drop, two drop, three drop, or, like, you have some reasonable thing, and you mm-hmm. don't have, and you're just, like, they, like, make an attack yeah. when they're on four. They have two creatures, and they make an attack when they have four mana. And you just die. Yeah, and you're just like, oh, they have Embercleave <laughs> because... Like, this creature just, like, gets eaten. Right. And then you just, like, are like, oh, I guess I don't. It's yeah. like, oh, I didn't draw my removal spell yep. while this game just ended. Mm-hmm. It's like, huh. But it, it's a card that, like, you have to attack and block. Mm-hmm. Attack. And <laughs> then it's just like, here you go. You yep. you lose now. Yeah, like, deal with oh, this. Oh, cool. But, yeah, like, Annex does, like, it gets big like Reggie, mm-hmm. but... Doesn't make you discard cards and makes your in your mana just gets to be mountain, yeah. yeah, and castles. So I had one game where I was playing I was playing Gruel and my opponent was playing uh, blue white, and they cast um, Elspeth the White Elspeth Enchantment the Saga. Uh, Elspeth con- con- conquers death. Yeah, that one. That card's bonkers. So, <laughs> so I hard cast my Embercleave because I didn't have enough mana, or I wouldn't have had enough mana. On the turn where um, my non-creature spells cost two more. Yeah. So I knew it was coming and then killed him with it. Yeah. They just like <laughs> tapped out and you were yeah. just like, well, here put it, it is. in. Yeah. Might as well. Put it on the thing that you didn't kill yeah. and you're dead. Yep. The next Embercleave deck is Knights. This yeah. is super traditional. Um, I don't think they picked up anything new other than some any- some of them around Kroxa. Yeah. But I haven't, se- I haven't seen the Kroxa, but... Yeah. The nice lists are just the old nice list. Yeah. Like, why bother playing any new cards? Yep. Which is fine. Mm-hmm. And then there's the Gruel deck that uh, I've been talking about off and on so far this show. If you want to, you know, see the exact list, you can check out the tweet that Brian made. I believe it was Saturday night. Yeah, because I immediately put the deck together. Yeah. I'll also try and, as soon as I come up with a cohesive, my version... Um, I'll post that up too. That should be pretty well tuned for where the meta is right yeah. now. So I'm not going to go super far into it because you can see. Yeah, see the, the only deck thing like I... we were talking in our chat, uh, people were t- about like the number of Embercleaves, mm-hmm. and the original list had two. 
Right. Which was odd because most of the Embercleave decks are just on four. Right. That they just want to draw an Embercleave because mm-hmm. it wins the game. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if like going, I know they get clogged up in your hand, but sometimes you just like wanted to draw your Embercleave. I don't know though. Like, yeah, no, I would not play four. I might test three, mm-hmm. but I would not play four. Um, the gruel list is a little bit different than like the all in Embercleave decks, like mono red or Knights. Like Knights can kind of get around it cause they draw a bunch of cards and like have a late game game plan. Yeah. Mono red just always wants an Embercleave. So Mono Red always wants it no matter what. It doesn't matter if they got two in their hand because they're going to kill you with it. Knights can draw around or through an Ember Cleave, so it really doesn't matter if they draw their second one because they're probably going to draw two more cards. Mm-hmm. But Gruel can't. If there's one stuck in your hand, it means that you don't have a Questing Beast, a Spellbreaker, Fair. whatever else you're looking for. And like I, a lot of times you just don't get the mana either. Yeah, like I've had a bunch of games where I just didn't have mana for Ember Cleave. On top of that, there's so many Wraths running around. Like, playing Embercleave is not free. Yeah. Like, you you are making a serious deck-building concession registering Embercleave. Okay. So, I I don't think four is the right... In this deck, I don't think four is the right number. I might try three out. Um, I'm currently on two and have still had one rotting in my hand many points in a game. Other thing that I... How do you feel about Sir Farron? Oh, he's great. Okay, when I was playing the deck, like, I kind of wish I didn't have three. I wish I just had, like, two, because the number of times that, like... Oh, I kind of wanted another one. <laughs> <laughs> so, I didn't play as, I haven't played as many games with it as you, yeah. but I just ran into, like, Pelt Collector have a mountain. And yeah, not that's be, kind of awkward. And not being able to, like, where I was like, oh, this is a Zyrtog Goblin, yeah. I get to actually play it. Or, like, yeah. you know, Temple of Abandon yeah. into Have a Mountain, and you're just like, I can't play this two-drop. Um, and he's good for his ability, but... Yeah. So, did you see what I had was talking with Christos about in our team chat? A little. So, this deck feels almost unbeatable when you grow, like, Pelt Collector, either Zerta Goblin or Sir Farron into Spellbreaker. Like, those games are easy mode. You win almost every time. Yes. The games where you don't, it's extremely hard. Yes. Um, you really have to work to get the game in a spot where you can win. And I think that you need to almost always mulligan your seven if you don't have one, two, three. Okay. And I don't know that you get that looking at the list. Like I identified that as a problem with the deck early on and I almost put fervent champions in it, but I wanted to have the two drops so you could go one, two, three. And I think if you put fervent champions in, you can't run Sir Farron. Yeah. You have too much red at that point. Yeah. And there's not really another great two drop. Like, I guess you could run the, uh, like two, two drop two, three, or I guess you could run, um, Growth Chamber Guardian, too. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, I, I feel like that Sir Farron was a concession to turning on your Clothis. Like, um, just more pips. No, I don't think that's necessarily true. Like, the games where you Pelt Collector, Sir Farron, Spellbreaker, Embercleave, you went on turn four. And I don't think you can do that without Sir Farron, because Sir Farron is six damage on turn three. Yes, because the two itself, yeah. and it's four damage, right? Well, it, it's he, two So you go Pelt two. Collector turn one. Oh, okay. And then, you know, you he gets bigger, 
when you play Sir Farron, and then he gets pumped the turn afterwards. Plus, if you have, uh, like, Domri's Ambush, you put the counter on him, and he can get through for more damage. Um, you put the Ember Cleave on him, and he pumps the team. Or not the team, but he he was really good. I, I don't I don't really want to cut him. Okay, that was the only, is like, the mana is better, but, like, there were yeah. just times where I was like, this just, I wish this was another Zyrtar Goblin, because I could actually, yeah. like, cast it yeah. and feel good about myself. One change I did make was I, I, I changed the mana base a little bit. Um, I did go down a forest. Okay. And I went up a um, red castle, Castle Embrath. Okay. Um, just as another way to you know, push damage early. Like if you don't have a fort, if you don't have your questing beast or something, yeah, it's something to do with your mana on turn four while you're trying to push damage. So just looking at random green two drops, mm-hmm. depending on how much blue white there is, mm-hmm. Destiny Spinner. Oh, I don't know what that is. Yeah, you do. Oh, that's the new one. Yeah. Oh, the one in a green two three. Your spells can't be creature can't be countered. Well, that's fantastic. Yeah, you tag just... team. You're in, buddy. So you have that as just. And, you know, you can, if you have five lands, you can just, like, make a 3-3 land and batch with it. Yeah, no, that's great. I'm in. Growth Chamber Guardian as, like... Yeah. I think we were talking, a big problem with this deck is it just doesn't draw cards. Yeah. And, like, Growth Chamber Guardian, I like, backdoor draws you cards. Mm-hmm. Though I find it hilarious. Like, green just draws... If you put <laughs> if you put blue on it, it just draws cards. Yeah. If you put red on it, it gets haste. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, I, it's like, Oh, if you put blue on it, it gets trample flying and draws you 18 cards. <laughs> if you put red on it, it gets haste. It's like, yeah. cool. <laughs> I guess like crawl harpooner, but there's not a ton of flyers for him to fight. Yeah. And I mean, he's not going to take down a, a dream trawler or anything. No, maybe. Uh, I guess he gets hexproof. Not. Yeah. Yeah. That was the one. That's the one that looks like at least like borderline interesting is mm-hmm. destiny spinner. Yeah. Again, I don't know how much, like, if there's a ton of blue-white towards the end of the week. Well, I had actually made deck building. Yeah, it, it depends what the metagame looks like at the end of the week. The list that I'm currently running has made concessions to trying to fight blue-white because it's so hard once they wrath you. Yeah. Like, you just can't beat a dream, uh, dream trawler. Like, that's where, like, Growth Chamber Guardian is just, like, when Esper, mm-hmm. when I was playing Gruul back in the cave days of last yeah. last spring... <laughs> I would play like growth, like your best draws were like Pelt Collector, Growth Chamber Guardian, put a counter on it, mm-hmm. draw your next one, and make them wrath yeah. that four, that five power Every or six turn, power. Yeah. And then if they wrath it, you just play the next one. Right. Make and you like tried to set it up, or you tried to set it up where you knew you could play the Growth Chamber Guardian and then immediately activate it to mm-hmm. get your card back. And now yeah. they have to deal with this thing. Sir Farron is great for the beats, just like the casting it sometimes is a yeah. little, eh. but yeah. So, so Ember Cleave and just getting people dead before they have a chance to like engage in your game yep. is, is good. Seems like a solid game plan so far. So I think that's uh, what I'm going to call one of the first pillar of the yeah. format is Ember Cleave. So the next one is one that has come up a few times as unbeatable. Yeah. And that is Dream Trawler. Yep. So Dream Trawler, if you have not got bashed by this in Limited, <laughs> is two white, white, blue, blue Yep. for a 3-5 flyer. Mm-hmm. Uh, whenever you draw a card, it gets plus one, plus zero. Yep. Lifelink. It's lifelink flying. Yep. When you attack, draw a card. Mm-hmm. So it attacks as a 5-5 five, five lifelinking flyer. Right. 
and you can discard a card to tap it and give it hexproof. Yep. So it's super hard to kill. Super hard to kill. And if they get one swing in, it just undoes like all of your work. Yeah, it's a 10-point life swing. And you're just like, oh, like you were at six, now you're at 11, and I can never kill you. Yeah. I identified three decks that are playing Dream Trawler. I'm calling them all Dream Trawler decks. Yeah. Um, the first is Esper Control. I believe, well, I'll name all three of them, and then we'll break them down. Mm-hmm. So the first is Esper Control. The second is Blue White Control. And the third is Esper Hero. So I think the reason to play Esper Control over Blue White Control is you get extra Wraths, from yeah. what I gather. You get Kaya's Wrath, and yeah. you get Thought Erasure. Oh, Thought Erasure too, yeah. You get Thought Erasure, and you get Kaya's Wrath plus Shatter the Sky. Yeah. Which, I know that they tried to put like a drawback on Shatter the Sky. Yeah. In most cases, it doesn't have a drawback. Right. And sometimes that drawback is turning your four for one into a three for one. Yeah. And you're still <laughs> way ahead on that exchange. Yeah. But yeah, and the that deck just is is fine. Mm-hmm. And like I think most of the white decks are also playing Elspeth Conqueror's Death. I don't think Esper Control is. Okay. Um, oh, Esper Control also gets Ashiok. Yes. Which is a lot better than I had initially thought. That card can be pretty hard to beat, too. Yeah, it's just mono two threes. Yeah. Yeah, and like the two threes do a good enough job blocking where you can't get through to pressure the Ashiok, and then all of a sudden it ults and like casts all, all your, your spells. shit. Yeah. yeah. So Esper's kind of tricky. Um, there's some reasons to be Esper over Blue White. There's also some reasons to be Blue White. Uh, like you mentioned, Elspeth Conquers Death. Yeah, your mana is way better. Yeah, your mana is way better. Um, they also get to use Banishing Light as a removal spell, yeah. which is a little bit easier for them to like interact with. They get to run Castle Ardenvale, which Esper does not, yeah. because your mana is so much better, and you can have one of your lands be a win con that like you don't care about wrathing you know your soldiers away because you can just make more. And I don't, I can't really think of. Oh, uh, Esper or uh, Blue White also plays. Is it the Birth of Melitus or whatever? Birth of Melitus, yeah, yeah, which. Um, like really hampers the aggressive decks. Like it's everything yeah. that deck could ever want. Yeah. It's like hit your land drop, get a blocker, gain, uh, gain, gain two life. life. Yeah. It's just like, oh, okay. Yeah. And it plays well if they play Thirst for Knowledge or right. Thirst for Meaning. Yeah. Thirst for Meaning. Yeah, we um, I've seen Thirst this. for Meaning out of all three of these decks. Yes. Elspeth Conquer's Death doesn't... L- I didn't like put this together initially. It's mm-hmm. just, oh, what is it called? The Eldest Reborn. It's just the Eldest Reborn. Pretty much. Right. And if that standard is kind of a mm-hmm. precursor, Dream Trawler is probably too good not to play two of. Yeah. But the decks might just move to like two Dream Trawlers, four Elspeth Conquers deaths, mm-hmm. and no other ways to win the game. Yeah. And you're just going to have your removal spell also just double as your win con yeah i mean it also like hits any of their planeswalkers back too. their little teferis or their ashiaks yeah. or whatever the, the only awkward thing is it exiles the card that it yeah. targets yeah so you can't get that back yeah so it's kind of on well it's you. your graveyard is it your graveyard or yeah, any graveyard it, no it's your graveyard Okay, well then never mind that. It's your it graveyard anything. and it returns with either a plus one plus one counter or, or an extra loyalty, loyalty counter. counter yeah okay yeah, I thought it was, for some reason, I thought it was both. Nope. And then uh, Esper Hero's pretty stock from what it was, except for the ad- addition of Dream Trawler. And uh, the blue-black th- uh, four-drop 
two blue, black, three, two with Menace. Oh, yeah. Art- Artemis or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. They're yeah, that like, card's a lot better than I thought, too. Factor Those fictions. are hard. They're hard. And, and, I mean, you almost always take the two. Yeah. There was a Channel Fireball sent out a tweet of just, like, a short um, Reed Duke uh, video, just, like, a minute clip. And it was just, like, people can't resist the two cards. Yeah. And he put, like, the one spell face up and then two lands face down and, <laughs> and just took snap, the two lands. snap took the two lands yeah <laughs> it's like oh okay Alrighty then but yeah that card is good like yeah. people were saying it's kind of a better elite guard mage mm-hmm. yeah i could see that the thing that kind of holds the dream draw the esper control and blue white control decks together is just how good shatter the sky is like just yeah. wrath of god yep in your format is pretty good yeah I don't think uh, heroes running Shatter of the Sky though. No, I no, I was gonna say, out of hero. no. I was gonna say just yeah. the Esper, Esper yeah. control on blue white. Like, yeah. That's what holds those together. Yep. Now there's a lot of people that aren't huge fans of hero. Just like mm-hmm. there are so many. They're like there are better things you can do than just play your like two oh, two and hope. I agree, but I've seen it around. Yeah, no, too. I've seen a lot of it too. Yeah, and I have seen Dream Trailer out of them. Yeah, so. like that's like their top end because yeah. that card is again absurd. Right. The next group of decks. Is I called them because we have to name a pillar of the format. These are the Euro decks. Yeah. Um, so this is Simic Ramp, Bant Ramp, and Sultai Ramp. We kind of broke down a little bit of what they're doing when we were talking about the format a couple minutes ago. Yeah. One cool thing I have seen out of the Simic Ramp decks that I haven't seen out of Bant or Sultai is um, Blinking Agent of Treachery with Thassa is a pretty good top end. Yeah. I think Brian Gottlieb was just like, if you get to blink an agent of treasure, you just can't ever lose the game. Yeah, you just take all their lands. Yeah, you, you he's just like you. If you're playing four Thassas, you just yeah. need to play four agents. Yeah. Uh, there is one thing, though, that like Uro only really works in decks that have Cavalier Thorns. Correct. Because you have to have the way to fill up fill your, your graveyard. graveyard. Yeah. Yeah, three mana for a gross spiral, like, it's isn't. Fine. Yeah. There's better things to be doing, though. Yeah, but then when that turns into four mana for a gross spiral staple yeah. to a six six. Yeah. There's not a lot better you can do. <laughs> right. I have seen uh Dryad of Ilsean Grove out of the Simic versions. Okay. Um just as another way to put all your lands into play. Not and it that, blocks mono red stuff for that's true. ever. Blocks it forever. Uh, um most of the lists are on Risen Reef. Um Yes. And some number of Thassas. I've seen them blinking their Risen Reefs before yes. just to churn. But otherwise, I mean, it's the same game plan that we've seen, you know, last standard, um, Nissa's and Kraysai and what have you. I've heard some people have, uh, again, they were talking about this on Arena Decklist, that their people are cutting Kraysis. So I heard that on Arena Decklist, and every single <laughs> Simic list I've seen, I've gotten Kraysis. Yeah, I don't know how you cut that card. Yeah. I, that card's like the reason, one of the reasons to be blue-green. Yeah. Like you could be green something else, mm-hmm. except for the fact that you have, I don't know, a stroke of genius. You have, uh, uh, what is it called? Uh, Sphinx's Revelation oh, yeah, stapled yeah. to a creature. Yeah. It's like, oh, I should probably just play this card Yeah, if I'm in one of these colors. Correct. The Bant versions do a lot of the same things. Um, they're not going to have, like the Agent of Treachery, Thassa stuff. I'm pretty sure that's only Simic. Yeah. They run Little Teferi. 
and then you said dream trawler. Yes, I've been dream trawlered out yeah. of that out. Yeah, like I said, I, the couple times I've only ran into Bant a couple times, and the couple times that I've run across it, I was on Gruel and they just squished them before they did anything. Yeah. So the Sultai lists are a little bit more interactive than the Bant and the Simic versions. I've been Erebos's interventioned. Okay. Out I've, of them, I've been Yurocked. Okay, I haven't seen Yurok. Where they played Yurok, where they're more of like an Elementals build. They're like Sultai Elementals. Okay. Um, I hadn't seen that. Like, the versions that I've seen were pretty much just ramp with Erebos' intervention. But, I mean, if they, you know, have 11 mana and cast an Erebos' intervention for 10, kill your guy, gain 10 life, like, they just undid a whole bunch of turns. Yeah, we're we're, we're done here. Yeah. Uh, Also, uh, Yurok goes really well with Uro. Like, if if you, like, are... If you like, you know, mid turn four, you Yurok. Mm-hmm. Turn five, you're like Uro, draw two, gain six, put in two lands. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, like cool. Yeah, sacrifice it twice. <laughs> you're really dead. You're yeah. going to come back in a second, buddy, but you're really dead right now. Really dead. The next pillar I just called Witch's Oven. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. It's, there's a cat. There's an yeah. oven. Yeah. There's probably a mayhem devil. And the cat came back. Yeah. The very next day. So the first deck in this is Red Black Sacrifice, almost exactly the same as it has been, except it gets Croxon now. Um, I've seen some lists with the new discard spell. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, I've seen that as well. Also, yeah. like some of the Esper lists have been on like, you know, some of those as well. Yeah, I don't know why you'd play that in Esper. I guess just for the exile. It was thought erasure and that like you oh, okay. were like there, there it was like more. their fifth and sixth or yeah. whatever. Yeah. There's a Jun Sacrifice list running around. This is the other deck that I'm leaning into for this weekend. We talked about it a little bit earlier. Yeah. I'm not going to go super deep into it right now because we kind of already went over it. That deck is really powerful, though. And I know there was a little bit of hype around it coming from Arena Deckless uh, yeah. like going into the weekend. But I haven't really seen much of it. And it kind of seems like everyone forgot about it already. And that was kind of one of the things that uh, Brian was talking about, that, you know, everybody sees something shiny, they want to play with the new stuff, and they don't realize how powerful this deck is. I, I feel attacked as I'm putting the other Pioneer deck that I saw, and it was shiny. <laughs> oh, shiny. I said, ooh. Right, but you have reasons to not play the deck you were going to play. I do, I we'll do. We'll talk about them in a minute. And then we have Mono Black. Yep. Which is taking advantage of Nightmare Shepherd. Mm-hmm. To double your triggers on things, let it be yeah. mainly uh, Gray Merchant. Oh, yeah. yeah uh, but you can, you can do it on some other things as well. Yeah, if you get go like Witch's Oven, something else, something else, Nightmare Shepherd Gary, you just like fireball them out of the game from 20. Yeah, it's just like, oh, I guess I'm... Like, yeah. Take four from my from your 4-4 four, four flyer. Okay, cool. Now I'll hit you for eight, and yeah. then I'll sack this and hit you for eight again. Yeah, because the token the token keeps the mana cost of right. Great Merchant, so the token has two black pips. Yep. If you've done anything else that game, yeah, you, you basically win. You're like oven play my cat. Yeah. Play like a midnight reaper, and then you're just like, okay, you're dead. I have enough pips now. Yep. The next pillar are fires of invention. Yeah. Jeskai fires got real good, right? Yes, I think Jeskai Fires got better. I know that, again, like other podcasts uh, mm-hmm. have, have said that they just can't ever win with the deck. Yeah. And I think that it can, with the other control, with the control decks, mm-hmm. is kind of the limiting factor on aggressive decks. Right. Right. You have to be able to account for uh, a turn three 
uh, Daphne and Clarion, mm-hmm. and then turn four another another sweeper. Yeah, they, like so they have they get to play like eight sweepers in their deck. I mean, they could play more than that, but yeah, they get to play at least eight. They got Shatter the Sky and Storm's Wrath. I've yes. seen both of them out of Jeskai, so yeah, I don't like, know what the proper split is or. Yeah, but it just it's one of those things that it seems like if they get to if you haven't like put them under enough pressure. Yeah. And by enough pressure I mean turn four dead them or right. almost dead them, then they are always guaranteed to have a way to kill most of, if not all of your uh, creatures. Oh yeah, they fires and then cast a wrath and then yeah, next exactly. turn they kill like, you. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Um I have seen Dream Trailer out of this deck also. Oh, I haven't seen that, dear God. Oh yeah. Yes. I guess it costs like just one more mana and yeah. I don't know. I guess if you dream trawler and then the next turn you cast like Cavalier of Gales pre combat and you gain Ooh. three. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> gain you draw three cards, you gain three extra life. Right. And I'm not seeing Grixis fires at all. I did, I played against it yesterday. Okay. And I think I played against like one five colored like Niv Mizzet. Okay. I haven't seen build. that. I haven't seen that's like the old yeah. fires deck that I was like, how are you casting your Oh, you just had had it all? Cool. Yeah. If I was going to play a Fires deck, I would lean more toward the Grixis version. You yeah. Get to, you get to play some Disruption. You get to play Dad, other Dad. Yeah. And they picked up a Wrath, which they didn't have before. Yeah, I mean, because uh, uh, Storm's Wrath is yeah. better than uh, Ritual of Sit in most yeah, I cases, think so. I would think. Yeah. The big thing is it cleans up Planeswalkers. Like, we don't have Oakle running around with 14 loyalty anymore. Yeah. So... Like it, like it, it just kills stuff. It can get a nar. It can get a narset after one yeah, uh, downtake. It gets, it, it, gets fairy. its fairy. Yeah. So that was a good pickup for that deck. Yeah. Um. And if they don't get fires, they just play like a regular Grixis control deck, like mid range control deck. Yeah. Seems pretty good. And then the last pillar. I don't know if it's a pillar. Yeah, I really haven't seen a whole lot of it. I think I just wanted to bring this one up because it yeah. is kind of the example of this is super hot mm-hmm. and now. So it's mono white. Yeah. So I jumped on the mono white train and was playing some of it. And I might have played like one or two, maybe not even any mm-hmm. uh, mirrors. And then like, I've just not seen it. It went yeah. from like, this deck's super powerful. And like, I lost to it initially when I was playing like just the best of best of one to kind of get a, a mm-hmm. feel for things. I lost a bunch to it. Yeah. And now it just seems like with all the Raths running around, one, two, three, put them all in the trash can. Just right. does not... Well, it's hard for a deck that doesn't have any way to reload. Yeah. You do get to play a bunch of Planeswalkers in the board, but that didn't yeah. seem to help my situation much either. <laughs> I was like... Well, the rest take care of Planeswalkers too, so... Yeah, I was like, I was like this is not as good as you made it out to be, uh, yeah. uh, other people. Yeah. But that's a deck that, like, could for kind of as long as, like, I feel like... A Johnny's Pride Mate is like pseudo evergreen. It's mm-hmm. just always going to be around. Yep. We have two printings of it right now on standard. Right. And like, I think for as long as Linden and Heliod are in standard together, like this deck is just going to like hang out mm-hmm. and some version of it's going to be viable. Yep. Maybe not good, but like viable. Like if Alciate of the whatever, yep. the, the one mana, one, one life linker. Yep. Into I'm assuming Evergreen, Ajani's Pride Mate. Right. Into Linden and in, or into Heliod into Linden. Like you're always if you have that, yeah. The deck's reasonable. Mm-hmm. And you have Daxos. Like there's gonna be pieces there. 
Yeah, I, I did play against a mono white list yesterday, like okay. last night, but it wasn't the new list, so I didn't even write it down. It was like the old list with like Loxodons and stuff. They weren't okay. running any new cards, so I didn't even bother putting it in the chart because it's not. I'm not going to see this ever. That's an outlier. Yeah. So I was able, throughout me playing basically all weekend long, I felt as though I had uh, enough data to draw some conclusions. Um, some of them are kind of obvious but I'm going to give them to you anyway. Standard is kind of currently wide open. You know, we just rattled off, I don't know, 10, 10 different extremely viable decks that I would not be surprised to run into. That's a pretty open field for Standard. Yeah. Traditionally, like on an opening weekend, aggro decks do really well, and familiarity with an archetype is rewarded. Both of my picks for this weekend either the jun food list or the gruel embercleave list i think i'm familiar with enough right now to pilot either one reasonably yeah and like i played jun food last standard so i'm super comfortable with that list yeah and then like they both just kind of have draws where they win yeah which is kind of like what an aggro deck wants to do so yeah it's, it's a little rough though that you can't like realistically play jun food on arena yeah just because of all the clicking and stuff. So much clicking. Like, I wasn't I wasn't playing slow. Just the games were taking so long. You know, I, I lost. I played in a couple metagame challenges with it that I did not do well. Like, I played two back-to-back and went, like, 1-1 and was out because there's so many clicks to go through. Like, my timer, I ran out and lost, and my opponent had, like, a minute left. So it's not even, like... It's not like it was just me that was playing slow. It's yeah. just there's so like, many clicks to go through. And a million like priority passes Yeah, in the like arena. Like I'm not doing anything. Like right. priority pass doesn't really work that well. You still like get prompted to do stuff. Yeah, which is weird. I wish they'd fix that. When you're like, no, I no nothing. for real. They do need nothing. Like, so they need like a pass turn button, and then they need like a no for reals button. Yeah, <laughs> like there should be like two. Like yeah. the like there should be like. The a yellow one that's like if you click this we're gonna like stop yeah. and ask you things yeah and then like one that's like green right it's just like oh no we're going <laughs> just let me know when I'm when it's back to me yeah because I mean if I'm your opponent like that like buys me a lot more time right instead of having to hit like okay yeah a million times because all those seconds add up when mm-hmm. you have a core vault out and there are like a million <laughs> triggers on the stack yeah so what's going on in Pioneer um. A lot. Yeah. There's a lot going on. I think that the format from what I've seen, one, the metagame is like all over the place and like changing constantly. Yeah. But like, I think the constant is like mono black. Yeah, I think so too. Like depending on where you look at a given time, mono black is somewhere around 10% Mm -hmm. of the format. Like I think on like goldfish it was recently, but it's like, there was like a week ago that like Niv Mizzet five yeah. color Niv was like eighteen percent of like the top thirty two decks in like the Pioneer Challenge or whatever. Yeah, I haven't looked to see what the results of the Pioneer Showcase were mm-hmm. this weekend. But uh, I think mono red won. Mono white red. Are we talking chunky mono red or are we talking? I didn't look super close. Okay. I just saw a whole lot of red cards. Okay, there's a lot of we talked about. The, there's a lot of aggressive decks because the. The removal's not great, except for in right. black. Right. And there are some interesting combo decks, which is where I, my head is at, <laughs> uh, floating around. Mm-hmm. 
And the first thing I'd like to do is I have on here, I'd like to apologize to Thassa's Oracle. Yeah, I think you should. Uh, because when I first saw the card, I was like, this card's not like a rare quality card. I think my head was like in like a limited space and I was like, this card's like whatever. Well, you read it and it's like wall of text and you forget bits and pieces that are in that wall of text. Yeah. Or you don't think about how you abuse the, like you're like, my devotion's never going to be 20. Right. Like, no, you can win with a card when your devotion is zero. Right. And it's like, it's "Mm." just lab man. It's just lab man. And it's like, okay, it's a lab man that you can win when you have two cards in your deck. Correct. There's also a lab man where you can win if they kill it. Yes. All these things are good. Yeah. So I was initially, and I bought the cards for Mm -hmm. Heliod Combo Mm -hmm. featuring Suns Out, Guns Out, Heliod, and Walking Ballista. Yep. So it was the old um, Cut This Combo combo deck, but you throw in three Heliods and uh, three Walking Ballistas. Mm -hmm. So it gets to do... The the combo the helio the sorry the Kethis combo, mm-hmm. but sometimes you have a Tashar and just like win, yeah you play a walking ballista and you get back a Heliod and you yeah give it life link and you win. Mm-hmm. It also Emery also plays well with the heli with the Heliod game plan because it brings you back your walking ballistas right. So you have a way to just like rebuy that yeah. So it all they kind to, of build off each other yeah. It all seemed to go pretty well together. Mm-hmm. And you still are missing you know. Oath of Nyssa, right. <laughs> who died for uh, Nykthos' sins yeah. and uh, once upon a time that just died because it was a poorly designed magic card. <laughs> uh, but like that seemed pretty reasonable. Yeah. And uh, Cameron messaged me and said, hey, Gabe Nassif's playing that deck in the Pioneer Challenge. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay. And my concern with the deck was kind of like with, um, what is it called? When we played Hogak. Yeah. And like we were proficient enough that we could play the deck mm-hmm. if we got reasonable draws. Right. And didn't run into all of the graveyard hate. All of the graveyard hate. Yeah. And I felt like I could play, I'd played the deck before. I played Kethis Combo in Standard. I mm-hmm. played Kethis in Pioneer. And I was like, okay. And watching Gabriel Vasif played, his list was a little different. So I was like noting cyborg stuff. Yeah. And he was just like, I went from no one having ley lines to everyone has ley lines now. Yeah. And I was like, hmm. Yeah. I might be out just because the decks that everyone's currently like scared of mm-hmm. are some version of Kethis, maybe. Yeah. Uh, Lotus Field Combo. Right. Which just can't win the game yeah, if it doesn't have a graveyard. Yeah. And like Soul Flare is a deck that people are playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Soul Flare for the uninitiated is four black black for a four four. Yes. And it has delve. Has delve and gets the keyword of any creature that you delved. Right. From from a list of keywords that are yeah. on the card. So when they make a new keyword it does not like show up. Correct. But so it plays like, you know, Zapalta, mm-hmm. which is you know, flying indestructible double strike. Yes. Yep. Maybe vigilance too. I don't know. Yeah. And then questing beast yep. and Sylvan carry added that gives hexproof. So you just yep. basically vulture it up a giant like a four four mm-hmm. like just monster. Mm-hmm. And so there are all these like graveyard decks, and like even like you said, mono black is 
one of the most popular decks in the format right now. And it's now. playing like four ley lines, I think. Well, it, it also plays Scrap Heap, Scrounger, Gutter Bones, and uh, Bloodsoak Champion. Yeah, so it plays it a bunch recur of from the graveyard. graveyard recursion. Yeah. So, like, Ley Line of the Void and, like, Grafdigger's Cage yeah. are all very good. very good cards. And I was like, I don't think I want to play a graveyard-based deck, a graveyard-based deck into, yeah. like, multiple decks that are on people's radar are graveyard-based decks. Mm-hmm. And even things like Mono Red, uh, like the bigger, the, the chunky, chunky Mono Red yeah. is playing for... Eidolon of the Great Rebels in the sideboard. Yeah. And, like... You can't afford to cast a million spells in a turn. Yeah, you can't do it. Yeah. And people are playing Damping Sphere. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, I'm going to play this deck, and I'm going to get game ones easy. Yeah, and then and never then win a game two. just look like an idiot in game yeah. two and game three. And so I was like, well... What is something <laughs> that does not that is not going to require me to look like an idiot for two-thirds of the match? And so I saw there's this guy, William Will Edels or something that I've never heard of. I think mm-hmm. he like streams a little and he like constantly tweets decks at Arena Decklist and I constantly retweet them because they're interesting. Yeah. And he tweeted out an early version of the Inverter of Truth deck. Yeah. So this is a deep cut. This is a card that I forgot about that I desperately wanted to be good in standard. Right. And forgot about. Right. Missed, missed, the, missed the boat to make a ton of money <laughs> as they went from like 50 cents to $2 to I paid $6 for them today. Yeah. So it's a 6 6 flyer mm-hmm. for two black black. Right. With devoid. So, so it's, it's colorless. Not, so it's colorless. Take that ultimate price. Yeah. Um, but not ceremonies rejection. But not ceremonies <laughs> rejection. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> and. When it comes into play, you exile your library, mm-hmm. and your graveyard becomes your library. Right. So you can do that on turn four. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter if he lives or dies. Mm-hmm. Then you can play a Thassa's Oracle right. and win the game. Right. Or you can play a Jace Wilder of Mysteries mm-hmm. and win the game. Mm-hmm. And so you just have to play your four mana 6-6. Six, six, that like in a pinch, if you've got like eight cards in your library, attacks and blocks <laughs> as a yeah. six six flyer. <laughs> I mean it's pretty good. Like I saw a couple of people that had like eight cards in their library, and I'm just like, dude's at eighteen <laughs> and like it's playing mono green. There's no way they're killing a six six flyer. Yeah. You can win in eight <laughs> turns. Just go for it. People have called it basically Splinter Twin. Kind of Because you like f- turn four. Yeah. Play one combo piece, turn five, mm-hmm. play the other one. Right. So it doesn't fold to graveyard hate. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace slash ley line of the void kind of matter, kind of don't. Yeah, kind of don't. Like you, it turns off like you, the deck plays uh, dig through times to. Yeah, but I mean, if you know you're going up against, you know, rest in peace or ley line, like I would imagine you cut your digs. You can cut some, yeah. Yeah. He's like, okay, these four cards are right. worse, right? But I can still just on turn six win, play an inverter, yeah. play Thassa's <laughs> Oracle, or on turn five, like go Jace on turn four plus, yeah, play inverter, right? Plus, plus Jace, and I'm good. Yeah. So 
Yeah, the deck just gets to play Thoughtseize, Fatal Push, mm-hmm. various, like, good interaction. interaction. It kind of, like, I was thinking it as kind of, uh, like, depths in a way, mm-hmm. where you, like, are very much just looking at, okay, when a thought sees you, mm-hmm. I can let you have creatures. Right. Like, I just care about very specific things that interact with what I'm trying to do, mm-hmm. and just kind of building towards you know, what I'm trying to do as yeah. opposed to like really like having to like play real magic, mm-hmm. <laughs> just like I'll interact a little bit. So that's where I am. Like, I think there's just so much graveyard hate because of just random. You well, know, I mean, everything's kind of in the graveyard now. Yeah. And it just doesn't make yeah. sense to play willingly like run into that. Yep. So I'm with you. That was my, thought like i think the kethis deck is good i have like there are just a lot of spots where you're just like oh i guess i win now Mm -hmm. and you're like well that's great but you know you might only have three or four ways to answer a ley line and then you have to like mulligan into them right and then you end up with like a non-functional hand that has like an answer to graveyard hate Mm -hmm. and then you're like kill your thing (laughs) i guess i'm not gonna do anything right so I was like, I don't want to be there, mm-hmm. which I think is like a good like lesson mm-hmm. is like, you know, maybe we should have taken this in like Hogak, Hogak summer <laughs> is like, oh, if you know, everyone's going to have four to eight pieces of graveyard hate in their deck. Probably don't play a graveyard deck. Probably don't play a graveyard deck. Yeah. Right. I think Pioneer is pretty broad. Yeah. I so it's kind of hard to go that hard in on the graveyard hate or like like specific hate mm-hmm. but if you're gonna hit you know, the top deck in the metagame being mono black and then these other decks that people are all like oh this looks yeah. really cool i think i'd much i you're gonna play the graveyard hate mm-hmm. and there's also like just incidental hate for other things because right. both lotus field and kathis need you to like if you're not gonna hate out the graveyard you're playing damping sphere you're playing right. idlon you're making it so they can't combo off right so if you are looking at the format going man there's gonna be a lot of hate maybe (laughs) maybe if you can like steer out of the skid before you get too far into it yeah uh we have down here uh so what's what's going on in modern i have no idea what's going on in modern from what i have heard yeah it's post oko ban Mox Opal Ban, it's just supposed to be like... A sea of Primeval Titans, just as six far sixes, as you can see. As far as the eye can see. Yeah. Because uh, Dryad of the Elysian Grove yeah. just makes it so you, like, 15, 20 people out of nowhere. Right. Because, like, someone, like, sent out a tweet that was just like, this is a kill now. And it was, they had a prime time on the battlefield. Mm-hmm. And it was, Summoner's Pact for Dryad, Attack get two Valakuts, they're both mountains. Whew. So that's like a ton of triggers and then yeah. hit you with a prime time. It's like, yeah. all right, cool. <laughs> like, I guess like, is that, cause that's four triggers? Yeah, it's four they, triggers. Cause each one sees itself and the and other the one come other in. One. Yeah. So it's like an attack for 18. Right. Seems pretty good. Cool. Yeah. So it seems like it's a bunch of prime times. I'm sure that things like. They're mono- also playing Field of the Dead. Yeah. But like mono red is fine. Mm-hmm. I'm sure or burn, I should say. Burn, yeah. Burn is like always gonna just be fine and it's good against like 
prime yeah. times. I'm kind of surprised that Cameron's off of Infect in a sea of Primeval Titans. Yeah, because like I don't think they're playing Bolt anymore. No, like they're just like not about that life. Yeah, and you can kill them before they get like prime time engine online. Yeah, like there's no way he doesn't bring Infect in bring the bag. It with him. Yeah. Right. Like, there's no way he doesn't. And like, <laughs> if he changes his mind, but he did send a list of a bunch of Eldrazi cards. Yeah, it's a weird Eldrazi list. Red, green, red, green, s- something Eldrazi, something. I I remember losing to this deck four years ago or three years ago. Well, it was a lot better then, though. It was. Yeah. It it had like a brief like three weeks where it was yeah. great. <laughs> where like. Playing black white tokens was the worst thing you could ever possibly do. <laughs> did it anyway though, and huh? I did it anyway, and it was the worst possible thing. Yeah, uh, I should have followed Bowman's lead when that GP blew up, and they gave everyone like and you dipped. It, he did. Yeah. He did it like three one. I was yeah. like, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna turn this around. We did not turn it around. Oh, I did. That was my first day too. Yeah, uh, that was uh, the first time I lost to a child playing a Chroma's monument. <laughs> So I had to uh, I had to beat Tron twice to make day two, playing John. Yes, and I did. It's pretty good. Somehow, I uh, channeled my inner Reed Duke. I had a I had an eight year old tell me that I did not value my life total high enough because <laughs> I went like Godless Shrine Shock Thought sees you. Yeah, and he was on elves. Oh, and like that that matchup was like awful for me. Yeah. He's like, ah, oh, you didn't value your life total enough. I'm like, you attacked me for like 35, like both times. Like, <laughs> that four didn't damage matter, didn't matter. Didn't matter if I was at 16 or 20. Like, I was super dead. Yeah, I like, could have gained 10 life and still died. Yeah, like, what do you? It's like you, you need to be better. I'm like, okay, you need to be better. Thank you. All right, so we have not been checked into modern. It yeah, was in a while. The format was like definitively solved for a little while. Yeah. And now it's definitively not. Right. And if you're not going to give us any money, give Team Lotus Box some money and they'll tell you <laughs> they'll tell you what modern list to play. Yeah. And the format will be definitively solved in like 2 weeks and then Right. Everyone will go back to complaining about how awful modern is. <laughs> That's how it works. That's how it works. And now to Arena. Mhm. So we already talked about kind of what the standard meta game is. We talked a lot about standard, yes. and it was all arena data, so that kind of eats up some of this arena segment. Yeah. But uh, we'll go over what we can. The chart is live. The I chart basically is live. set it up to be for like three weeks. Mm-hmm. Not three weeks, I'm sorry. For like the 23rd to the 2nd, so okay. all the way through next weekend, because that's when we're going to have our first actual tournament results. Okay. That's gonna be a Star City, like the team portion, the standard portions. We'll have some data from that. All right. So if then, that's the case, mm-hmm. um, before you leave tonight, we should go through and fix the headers. What's wrong with them? Um, we'll go over. We'll go over it. When oh I'm done. man. I mean, there's some stuff that doesn't need to be there, and some other stuff that should be there. Yeah. Yeah. No. So. This this is our first. This was our first go at it. Well, that's why I said you know yeah. if if it's gonna be up for two weeks or whatever, then yeah, it's gonna be up till it. the end of this week. Yeah. But so try to, you know, put data in there. So hopefully mm-hmm. we can figure out what's going on. Yep. Um, I would appreciate it. Yeah. So I added um, 
this last thing. This was actually what I, I actually started the file for this show yeah. with this one bullet point, and you missed it, so that's fine. Oh, sorry. No, you just started a new file. I was like, oh. Oh. I had an episode 55 file. <laughs> I didn't I even see it. <laughs> and the only thing that was in that file was the arena email. Oh, yeah, the arena email. So we talked briefly about the mythical arena email. Yeah. Which is they sent us an email with our statistics for just Throne of Eldraine. So So for the whole Throne season. For the whole Throne season. So from when Throne started till Throne ended. Mm -hmm. And so I made it to a plat three in both limited and constructed. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, I was not really trying that hard. Uh, (laughs) I don't know. I have lost the... I, I proved to myself that I could hit Mythic. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't want to put in the time. Yeah, man, you played a ton of arena. I played. Well, you you, made, you hit Mythic twice, I right? I hit Mythic twice. Yeah. I, I, I hit Mythic playing best of one when that was like the only option, and then yeah. I hit it playing best of three. And I don't want to play that much arena anymore. <laughs> um, so did you have yours up? Where did I Where do. did you get to? I was unranked and limited because I don't play limited. Okay, I got bored and just played some like Throne yeah. uh, limited. Um, I also hit Plat 3. Okay. Uh, that's right. Plat 3 podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Woo-hoo! Better than gold. <laughs> and then uh, I cast... Um, yeah, there's there's one other statistic here. Well, I have my most drafted comments, but I oh, cast... I didn't um, draft anything, so yeah. I didn't have those. Cast 29,629 spells. That's impressive. <laughs> yeah, that is like 300 spells a day. Like if the season's 90 days long, yeah, that's roughly, impressive. that's like 300 spells a day. Good job. Yeah. I cast 8,000 spells. <laughs> so you cast 21,000 more spells than me. Yeah. Yeah, but we got <clears> to <throat> the same constructed rank, which is <laughs> to tell you. Um, and I apparently, like, the cards they have as, like, my most drafted commons just make no sense. Yeah. So my most drafted common was Gingerbrute. That's great. At 22. My next one was Garen Briggs Squire. Yeah? Yeah, the... A whole lot of them floating around. One of the, the green... Pick. Two, <laughs> must have been. I had 17 of them, and, like, I don't like that card. Like, <laughs> yeah. I was not, like, putting... I was not actively putting that card in my deck. No. I don't know if the bots just never took that. Never pick it. Yeah, maybe. And then... I had 15 copies of True Love's Kiss. Ooh. Yeah, the one white, white, uh, was it Slice and Twain? Yeah. I think I played this main board occasionally, but <laughs> like, that was not like my primary game plan. <laughs> I didn't do that many drafts. I mean, clearly, yeah. if I only had 22 of a common. Right. But yeah, it was like, hmm. I really wish I would have done like the whole year. Oh, been, I don't want to see that information. That'd have been great. Like just like here's what you did. For <laughs> how the much year. money have you spent on Arena this year? Yeah, how many how many friends do you not have because yeah. you did not leave your house? Exactly. Uh why do you hate pants so much? <laughs> well, you see. As a uh, quick arena aside, I have a feeling that we like last episode or the episode before, we had talked about like the best way to approach a new set as far Damn. as collecting your stuff on arena. I'm like 99% positive this is the correct way to do it. Okay. Because I haven't bought any loose packs except mm-hmm. for like what I earned in gold or whatever. And I hit my first chest already. Okay. And what are we, two weeks in, a week in? 
a weekend like yeah. release weekend was last weekend so yeah, yeah we're so, not we're not even two weeks in for when it was on arena yeah so i hit my first chest already nice yeah so there we go yeah it's the way to do it and this came up in our group chat and this is something to just keep in mind mm-hmm. even if you're like like okay with standard but like maybe you have an eye on like pioneer on arena yeah like arena rewards you so heavily for just getting those four wins every day yeah. Like, even if you're like, you know, I'm just going to get on and like play best of one mm-hmm. unranked just to like, I'm going to have a red deck, a blue deck, a black deck, <laughs> a green deck <laughs> to get your goals, to get you to get your goals. And I'm just yeah. going to like get my wins and then like not play. Right. Just to have like a collection of packs right. and gold that you've, so that when they do finally put Pioneer on, whatever yeah. that is. Yeah. Or like, you know, if they like make historic bigger and it becomes something that is more interesting, mm-hmm. right? The fact that you have some number of the cards. Yeah. It's going to be so hard to buy into Pioneer if you haven't played any arena up until that point. I mean, it's going to be hard to buy into Pioneer, period. Right. Especially when the when the uh, model for it is effectively loot boxes. Yeah. Right. Hey, the only way you can get any of these cards is to crack packs. And yeah. as we've talked about, cracking packs <laughs> is the worst way to get specific cards. Absolutely. So, like, just having... Well, they like, said they're going to do, um, like, remastered sets, right? Kind of like so the like Magic Online. Yeah. Yeah. So, but again, like, you're... That is, like, hoping that they put the right cards in. Right. Right? Because let's say, let's say they don't think Hidden Strings is good in the limited environment. That's true. Right, and then they don't put hidden strings in, mm-hmm. so now Lotus Field can't get played. Right now, they might like say like, "Oh, these are the top thirty decks in uh, Pioneer. We need to make sure that we have all the all, stuff for them. all the stupid random commons or whatever." Yeah. But yeah, like it's just gonna be like awful if you like have to crack, you know. Well, right, but they could they could do like a they could do like a remastered set for each block going backwards. Yeah, and then, but then just have then like just all the cards, the rest of the sets. Yeah, they could. That way, you could like the majority of the stuff you could draft and get, you know, your copies of the rares and whatever, and then you know you can blow some wild cards and whatever. Yeah. Bad commons that you need to fill the fill the slots out. Yeah, but that requires you to have yeah some number of wild cards. Yeah. Right, which requires you to have like played. Yeah. So if you are like hesitant to get too far into standard. Mm-hmm. Like just being active on arena mm-hmm. is going to help you build your collection so you can actually do something. Right. And like if you guys want to, we have that post going on Facebook to share um like usernames on arena yeah. for all our listeners. If you're somebody that doesn't, you know, isn't super into standard but wants to get your wins or whatever, hop on there and shoot someone a message. See if you can just get your wins real quick. So do direct challenges? I don't know if direct challenges count for wins because when I was direct challenging oh, Anthony, maybe. maybe they don't. I don't know because like you could just go on and like yeah. concede, 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 concede. Yeah, that's like, true. Just do eight matches. Like you concede four, I concede four. We're good. So I don't know if they actually yeah, count maybe that towards direct cha- towards uh, progress. I think it counts towards spells cast. Yeah, but I don't know if it counts towards like wins. And even if you just want to cast your spells. Mm-hmm. 
like getting your like daily achievements. Yeah, those are important too. Like that will add up over the course of if it takes them a year to get mm-hmm. arena to get pioneer on yeah. arena. Right. Just picking a random time frame. Right. Like just getting like your daily quests or just going on every like third day mm-hmm. doing your three quests and getting a couple wins. Yeah. Will give you something will give you a baseline to actually be able to, you know, have a collection. Mm-hmm. So I think that's just about everything, right? Yeah, I think that's everything we had to talk about today. If anybody else is going to be in Richmond this weekend, hit us up. Yeah, we'll be around. Yep. If you want to see how we're doing, I will do my best to... uh, Keep a thread going. Keep a thread going. I was able to do it once. I just have to, like, try to do it again. It's going to be rough. Are you all ready for this weekend? The ready as you're going to be? As ready as I'm going to be. I mean, I have some number of cards in a deck I've never (laughs) played before in my hands. So so uh, I feel feel good. My wife and I spent yesterday on Amazon. Okay. Searching for snacks. Oh, man. That fit into my diet that she's got me on. Oh, no. Healthy snacks? Yeah. Oh, no. What did you end up with? Just like some dried fruit? Oh, uh, grain-free granola, which I'm sure is delicious. Grain? Granola is just a grain. (laughs) How do you have grain-free granola? Is this beyond (laughs) granola? (laughs) Plant-based, non-grain granola? (laughs) I have no idea. It's downstairs. Okay, cruelty-free granola check. And I've got uh, some like beef jerky bars that taste delicious, but the texture is terrible. They're like ultra-processed, so like you bite into it and it like turns to sand in your mouth. Yeah. A beef jerky bar was like beef jerky not portable enough as a dried <laughs> meat stick. Like, let's make this a bar. Well, the, like all the sugar and stuff I can't have on my diet. So I had mm. to find something that didn't have a whole bunch of sugar in it or any. Interesting. So we've got a bag of sand that we're calling <laughs> granola. And we have a, a block of sand that we're calling beef jerky. Basically. Mm. Yeah. So if there's a murder at the <laughs> Richmond Convention Center because Carson got hangry, <laughs> and like I don't know, someone cast like absorb into Dream Crawler, oh, and he was like, man. <laughs> "Dream Smash, <laughs> man, murders someone while screaming." <laughs> this is what happens when you're not allowed to have granola-based granola. <laughs> you just beat a man with a bag of sand. <laughs> <laughs> this is all I was allowed to eat. <laughs> I need some real food. <laughs> you. <laughs> what do you got in your bag? <laughs> Beating up kids for their lunches. <laughs> exactly. I'm beside you eating gummy bears, and you're just like, I hate you. <laughs> yeah. So I was at a conference on Saturday. Yeah. And like, I'm talking to like the the like the person who helped organize it, and then like. The person who runs the entire like ten million dollar grant was over talking, and I'm mm-hmm. just sitting there eating sour gummy bears, <laughs> like having a conversation, <laughs> like adults do. I'm like, right. uh, like I'm assuming this is how adults do these things. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> did Ooh, I, I offer, feel my tongue tingling? Did I offer them a gummy bear? I did not. <laughs> Good job. I offered the students I was with gummy bears. There you go. And they were like, that's the important like, part. These are the best gummy bears I've ever had. I'm like, I know. I'm a gummy bear aficionado. Forty years to perfect this. <laughs> Forty years to find the right gummy bear. Yeah, we got there. And I found these in a gas station in Richmond, and it changed my life. 
<laughs> Speaking of a diet, a guy's like, oh my God, can I have a gummy bear? This is when we were in Richmond when I first got them. Yeah. It's like, sure. And he gets a gummy bear. And he's like, oh, these aren't vegan. I can't have this. And like, why? I was like, they're gummy bear. Of course right. they're not. <laughs> of course they're, they're made out of bear. <laughs> horses or pigs <laughs> or whatever. No, what did you think is a gummy bear? <laughs> this isn't vegan. I was like, oh my gosh. Like, I don't think you can make a vegan gummy bear. I'm sure someone has. I don't know what you'd use for gelatin. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what you use to replace granola, but here we are. <laughs> here we are. Yeah. <laughs> we Someone found a way. Granola free, free granola. So. Yeah. Uh, if you would like to also uh, send a James healthy snack ideas. <laughs> sure. You can tweet those at us at casual uh, tripod on uh, Twitter. Yep. Uh, you can shoot me a message on Facebook with your condolences. <laughs> <laughs> with your condolences, uh, Casual Tryhard MTG is where you'll find us on Facebook. Um, you could send us an email show at casualtryhardmtg.com. Of just pictures of you eating real food. Oh, please don't do that. <laughs> just like here's me with a pot roast. Listen, man, I only got like ten days left. Okay, <laughs> I gotta stick it out. Gotta stick it out. Also. If you guys come up with any uh, Patreon ideas, hit us up with those on Patreon. A recipe tier. <laughs> like, whatever. <laughs> sure. <laughs> granola containing granola, <laughs> my recipe. Good job. Uh, so with that, we, we will catch you in Richmond. We will catch you guys in Richmond. Have a good one. <laughs> <laughs>